1: Today on the Cooligans, we are joined by Hercules Gomez of ESPN and ESPN Deportes. We're talking everything uh, when it comes to soccer in the United States and soccer in Mexico.
2: That's right, dude. He pretty much talks about it all. He talks about his World Cups, he talks about some crazy stories, and also, what's a secret double contract? We're about Ooh. to find out <laughs> that and more amazing stories today on the Cooligans!
1: Cooligans! Hi, this is Ashlyn Harris <laughs> and Ali Krieger. And you are listening to our best friends and favorite comedians The <laughs> Cooligans. Bitch.
2: Yeah baby. Yes.
1: <laughs> okay. okay. Yes, oh, reason to be excited. I'm, I'm rubbing my hands together because I'm Whoa. excited about this one. <laughs>
2: like that meme of the dude in the yellow blazer looking past the tree. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. So we're excited about uh, today's show. Uh, hello, everybody. We are the Cooligans. My name is Christian Polanco. I'm Alexis Guerrero. All right, we are the Cooligans. We are your favorite stand-up mm-hmm. comedians that host the funniest soccer show that you have ever seen on television.
2: That's right. But it's not just that. It's also the gulliest. Correct.
1: Right? And. And it is very much uh, next. Next, our guest today is uh, the embodiment of that because this man Quite has
2: possibly been possibly the uh, gully. <laughs> <laughs> what? Does but,
1: that mean? <laughs> okay, we'll get to it in a moment. But we, uh, uh, as far as uh, just uh, an incredible uh, career in uh, it, just in soccer, in football, in football, it doesn't matter. It's it's know, <laughs> in balompier. <Joe>. <laughs> 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 He's been everywhere, and now you see him uh, now on ESPN, on ESPN FC. of Nunca, uh, everywhere. Uh, So we're excited about our guest today. Alexis, please introduce our guest.
2: Absolutely. I mean, you know how it happens, right? You're trying to find something on an ESPN. You're not sure which of the channels. So you start going through all of them, and the game isn't on, but this dude's face is on every one of those channels. (laughs) Like, what's my man doing on ESPN Classic? Why is he on ESPN News? Why is he on ESPN Deportes? That's because the dude doesn't know how to not have many, many jobs. He went from being a superstar in soccer to now a superstar on media. Slow down, leave a little meat on the bone For the rest of us, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen, unless you're driving, the one, the (laughs) only, finally on our show, Encules Gomez!
1: What's up, boys? Hercules. Hey, Hey, man, thank you so much uh, for finally joining us. We've been trying to do this for uh, a long time. We are huge, huge fans of you. Uh, Yes, and we got to, we we met for the first time at MLS Cup in Atlanta. That's right. right. Uh, In the hotel lobby. That's right. What's it? No, yeah. but I think it was in the stadium. I it don't was remember in the exactly. Stadium. Yeah, yeah, the yeah oh, of the okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's so, right. Oh, I should I should mention we did an interview with you on this was so this isn't what, 2017. When was that MLS 2018 Cup? MLS Cup, yeah. right? So we uh, we did the, that interview with you and we all of the stuff was sort of new to us and we brought like a camera and we got the media credentials. We did the whole thing. We had we messed up the audio. We have no audio of that interview with no. you. Yes. <laughs> It's so, just your face that moving. That's like the
0: which, best interview I've ever done, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a shame. It's a shame. But you know
2: what? It kind of reminds me of how I sometimes watch you on ESPN on mute. It was kind of nice.
0: <laughs> You're not the only one. You're not the only one. You, by, the way, by the way, Alexis, you hurt me with that ESPN Classics one. I was like, ouch. <laughs> <laughs> how old do you think I am? I was just trying to find all the channels in my head. Right, no offense. Right. You, you know, the problem is when you watch ESPN Deportes, I always make fun uh, of ESPN Deportes because it's like, You've got these old dinosaurs who are talking about soccer in this like very serious way. And then there's me. I am the you guys of the deportive <laughs> world. Like, everybody's like, why is he talking soccer? Yeah, <laughs> what does yeah. this do? You know?
2: My favorite. What was the show you brought up? Uh, not Raza. What's the? Uh...
0: Yeah, Raza Deportiva.
2: Raza Deportiva. That's one of my favorite shows to watch because it's just like the old kind of like like, I don't even know. It's like the dude with the scarf tucked under his lapel who's clearly oh, been in soccer. Who's That's what you're, oh, talking, about. Yeah, That's yeah. What you're talking about. That's the one. I love that show because I'm like, what are they even talking about? They're literally just offending <laughs> yeah.
0: each other as much as possible. Yeah, pretty much. But You got to be on your toes in that show. I love it. You can't say anything off air because it will be used against you. (laughs) But what
2: I love about it is you've been able to sort of take the same, the same thing we knew about you on the pitch, which was, you know, never going to stop going after the ball, always gunning for, for a goal, never going to stop outworking the person next to you. And you've now taken that into media. Talk a little bit about that transition because it happened pretty quickly for you.
0: Yeah, it kind of, well, it happened kind of strangely. So, when I was, when you get into your latter years in, in soccer, you start thinking about what you want to do. At least if you're being smart about it, you don't want to have it because a lot of us don't have that luxury. It's taken away for whatever reason, you know. Uh, you get cut, you have an injury, uh, a lot of things can happen, and it's beyond your control, and it gets taken away. I had a situation where I was already kind of thinking of what I was going to do when I was like 30, 31, and I wanted to go into soccer after my retirement but in an administrative role i wanted to be a gm i wanted to be like a director of you know sporting director and i remember talking to chris henderson who's actually a sporting director with the seattle sounders we played them in the concaf champions league and this is back in the day when i was playing at santos and we always ended up playing against the seattle Sounders in the concaf champions league whether it was quarterfinals semifinals we would always end up playing them and i remember having a few conversations with them and, and one he asked me what i wanted to do after soccer and it's kind of stuck with me. I was like, I kind of want to do what you do. And he's like, well, if you ever want in your vacation to come and shadow me with the Seattle Sounders, you'd be more than welcome. And I was like, I really appreciate that. So this is in the back of my mind. This is what I want to do. And now I'm in Toronto. I'm playing with Toronto FC. And we make it to, Toronto makes it to the playoffs for the first time ever in its history. Shout out to the goal I scored to get us there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, first time in its history, you know. And And we end up losing to Montreal. It was like a Wednesday game. It was like one of those playing games back then. So the playoffs, it's technically playoffs, but it's not. You know what I mean? Yeah, like a wild so, card
1: or something. Right. Yeah, it's yeah.
0: exactly what it was. It was a yeah. wild card game. So that weekend, there was a bunch of games slated to happen. And MLS kind of hit me up and I'm like, hey – you want to come down to new york you know we'll put you up we'll give you like i think it was uh a little bit of cash it wasn't anything crazy but we'll put you no, up in you, a hotel you, you ain't got nothing to do come on <laughs> <I know. laughs> it's pretty much what they said hey we yeah. know that you're not doing anything this weekend because montreal took care of that yeah <laughs> well, bro we watched i don't know if you right? know this we watched so, so i looked at my wife and i was like what do you think she's like i've never been to new york let's go it's a short little flight from toronto we did it i ended up working it it was a lot of fun it was different but because of that Fox took notice a producer named Shaw Brown he's a, he's a legend in oh, yeah, American yeah. soccer yeah. and he gives me a shout while I'm on vacation in Torreon uh, which is where my wife is from where I met her when I was playing with Santos and this is in the off season now I think January when's the next time you're going to be in Los Angeles well funny enough I was going to be there like in two three weeks I want you to meet with David Neal Um, and I'm like, uh, okay, no idea who David Neal is. He's a Fox exec, you know, and I'm like, all right, what is this? And he's like, I just want you to meet with David Neal. I want you to get to know him, blah, 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 blah. I meet with David Neal after like 10 minutes of talking to me. He goes, I like you, and he looks over to a calendar, and he goes, what are you doing in the month of July? I'm like, working, (laughs) playing soccer. (laughs) And and he's like, oh, I wanted you to come work Copa America, and I'm like, I. I'm sorry, I, I, I'm flattered, but I can't. And he goes, uh, "Why not?" I was like, "Cause I'm a soccer player." <laughs> and he yeah. goes, "Well, you guys got a ten-day layoff. Would you like to come to L.A. and work it?" And I said, "Sure." And that's pretty much how it started, man. I, 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 funny thing is, I got I got in a position where I was going to call games. I called a game. It was Bolivia versus Bolivia versus Panama Copa America in Seattle, but I'm calling it off monitor in L.A. and I'm doing it, with Mark Folwell and i do this game and i'm nervous i've never called a game i don't know what i'm talking about you you can hear your own voice at times and i'm like what am i doing i thought i did okay nothing to say like what a great game but like passable that's what i yeah, thought i did passable sure. Didn't they get even,
2: fired during the game, so clearly this is well, good.
0: Well, I'm getting there. I'm getting oh, there. boy. <laughs> so the next day, I believe it's like a triple header in Mexico. Euroguys is one of the games, and I'm working the studio show with Alexi and Fernando Fiore, who's a god in um, the, yeah, the, the, the you know, Spanish sports world. Yeah, legend. And Rob Stone. And I'm working the studio show, and about midway through after the first game, David Neal calls me over, This the Fox exec, and he goes um, – listen, uh, the rest of the games that you had this week, you're no longer going to do. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God, I was that terrible. I was that terrible. And he goes, we're going to have you in studio the rest of the games. And I'm like, okay. And he okay. goes, that's okay with you? And I'm like, yeah. And then he goes, this is a good thing and I'm like yeah and he leaves <laughs> and I'm like I just got fired I just got fired I was that right. bad calling game. Shaw Brown comes over and explains to me no this is a great thing this is where you want to be and yeah. that's kind of how it started my relationship with with like media so that tournament ended and he literally offered me a job retire right now don't go back to the Seattle Sounders and I didn't want to end my career that way I was like no I can't yeah. but I would work FIFA fixture dates with Fox. You know, national yeah. team players would go, and I would go, but part of the media. You had an you had an MLS Cup to win. You you weren't That's done. That's right, First yeah. in
2: Toronto,
1: take that. Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, Herc, one of the things I absolutely love about you is that uh, it doesn't take a lot for you to. And this is why we kept calling you Gully. It doesn't really take a lot for you to speak your mind. Uh, no. And you know, as we sort of. You know, as we're sort of advancing in this sort of media world, right, and and we're getting to a point now where the people that we used to, you know, sort of poke fun at and talk pretty wildly about, they now have our cell phone numbers, you know what I mean? We're getting to this point where yeah. we're now sort of meeting some of the people we've spoken about and... I'm not necessarily saying that it's it's harder for us to, to say what we want, but there is, you know, voices in our head saying, maybe sure. you should bite your tongue in this moment, <laughs> but you seem to not have that person in your head. <laughs> that guy went out for tacos a while ago and never came back. <laughs> a lot like my dad. Uh, just never showed up. Doesn't even respond to birthdays. Why do you think it helps? Do you think it hurts? Do you think that this sort of, is your calling card or is this something that you try to shy away from? You just try to be honest and sometimes people get hurt. What, where, what gives you the sort of gulliness, as we like to say, to completely speak your mind at all times?
0: Uh, I'm dumb. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. If I'm being honest, uh, if you think about it, like at first when you start talking, you think, who's paying attention? Not enough people are paying attention to me and it's just going go by. Yeah. But yeah. then they start paying attention and you're like – well what are they really going to do it's my job but then it gets more difficult because like you said i mean i'm newly removed out of what is the soccer circuit i was i just retired 3 years ago so a lot of my ex colleagues or teammates are guys that i have to speak about and then I started venturing out because I do ahora out nunca now on ESPN Deportes, which you guys can see weekly. You know,
2: 4 p.m. 4:30 p.m. A, Pacific I, time on ESPN. I love Deportes. the graphic. that you brought. Yeah, yeah. The CGI for Fubo is
0: incredible. <laughs> exactly. By the way, I pay you guys a salary now, being that you're uh, that I'm a Fubo subscriber. So yeah, amazing. I uh, appreciate. But but here's the thing: I started doing this show, and now I have to talk about other sports, and now it's like. Well, at first I was talking about soccer, and what are they gonna do? What are they gonna do? Now I talk about boxing and UFC as well, and these guys kind of can single me out. Some of these guys are to follow me <laughs> in social media. Now I'm a little nervous, <laughs> yeah. I'm a little scared, cause all these guys are a bit off, and I'm like, I don't really want to, you know, step yeah. on toes. But it comes <laughs> yeah. with the territory. I learned a long time ago: if you're not authentic in my line of work, if you're not authentic, the audience recognizes it. And so does the subject matter. Some of these guys are going to call you out. They're going to call you out big time. So you need to be, I guess, diligent about what you say, but you also need to be able to back it up. And as long as you're fair, like I'm never going to make it personal. I'm never going to take it to that level. And as long as you're fair, it's really on them if they take offense to it. Um, But it it can get tricky at times because I'll tell you what, I I remember one time I was part of a... uh, segment with ESPN FC and you know the guys at ESPN FC they like to joke around and, and and when it comes to like a a gaffe or any type of blunder on the soccer side they'll have a laugh at the expense of whoever did it. Yeah, I remember at, one MLS time,
1: specifically if it happens a, in Exactly, MLS, MLS yeah.
0: specifically. And here I <laughs> The name I am, of the right? show is
1: Euro
2: Snobs? No, it's still ESPN FC. Okay. Cool. Just,
0: <laughs> I used to, to think to that as it. well, but these guys are quality people, they're comedy. No, they right. It just so happens there may be a gaff or two. Where they make fun of what's going on at MLS's expense, right? So I go on there and I'm like MLS, Liga MX, you know, U.S., Mexico kind of poster boy, if you will. So when it happens, they'll have a laugh and, you know, I don't necessarily join in the laugh unless it's something like a bonehead playing. There's nothing else you can do but laugh, right? I remember, I forget who played the ball back to Tim Howard. And Tim Howard kind of dove like in a flying, you know, header kind of way for it. Because he because his own teammate passed yeah. it back, he couldn't use his hand, and he missed the ball, and like they ended up scoring a goal, and the guys had a laugh about it, and I don't recall laughing about it, but by association, I was guilty, I guess you could say, right? Yeah. I run into Tim Howard when we were going to do Costa Rica versus U.S. in New Harrison, New Jersey, and I'm part of the studio show for ESPN, and I just remember Tim Howard go. What am I do, Herc? What am I to do? Can't use my hands. I don't know. <laughs> Missed it. What do I do? <laughs> I was just off. you're like, like, what are you talking about? <laughs> it caught me off guard, but I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. So you do realize like players pay attention, athletes pay attention, the subject matter pays attention. So like you said, it gets recorded in the back of your mind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You got to stay on no, your
1: toes for those
2: moments. Exactly. What,
0: one thing I, I'm always, uh, I've
1: always been curious about is, and I've never asked h- him either, but you have a very fascinating relationship with Sebi Salazar uh, oh, yeah. of, of ESPN FC because every time you two I are on camera yeah. <laughs> together... <laughs> There it's is... like
2: you shared bunk beds at a camp or something. <laughs> you, there's a rivalry. There's it's some... like stepbrother level. And,
1: and, I'll, and I'll defend you to, to this degree where I watch Sebby sometimes and I'm like, all right, well, he's, not, he's here to purposefully antagonize her. Only me. Only, only you. Me. He only does only it with me. you.
2: <laughs> only me.
0: Yes. Every yes. bullet in his
2: gun is, has your name on it.
0: <laughs> right. He goes, I know you're going to defend this. So I'm going to poke at you until you explode. <laughs> My wife and his wife actually uh, make fun of us. Now, Sebby's Sebby's a good friend of mine. Uh, yeah. I enjoy working with them. He gets the game. He gets this very well, but he gets it in a different way. People think like there are certain personalities in our world that aren't authentic. You know that they just play. They just play a certain role. The contrarian. They're sitting on the fence. No, Sebby will take a stance. To a fault. Oftentimes you're like, dude, remove yourself from yeah. the situation and take yeah. a look at what's happening. He doesn't care. He'll Wayne Rooney. That. Remember the Wayne like, Rooney? Oh, and oh he boy. Won't let it go. And you're like, how could you not say that was success? And he's like, and he's like <laughs> show me the ticket sales. Show me this. The- <laughs> I love it. moving the goalposts. Right, yeah. right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> He'll move the goalposts. But Sevi is as smart as they come. He's as loyal as they come. And he's got this sebi has a moral compass in him that uh, does not allow him to feel a different way if he feels this way there is no gray area it's black and white and he will take you to town for it when it comes to me i think he sebi wants to infuse this deporte style of commentary or of analysis that we oftentimes i mean you spoke about alexis you seen a christian oftentimes it's at your throat it's it's like It's like Thanksgiving dinner at the Gomez household where, like, why are you yelling? And people are just like, no, that's the way they talk, you know? It's that type. He wants it so bad in this Anglo world-infused football or soccer, if you will. Uh, Often, I love it. It reminds me of, like, the British House of Commons. Yeah. Like if you say something and the
2: group doesn't agree, in America they're like let them speak and then I'll say my word. In the British house of commons everyone's like oh la, 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 in the background. Well that's <laughs> that's all the portes in Latin America. Yeah. You say something that's even slightly wrong, they might shut your mic off. They might throw the and mic out the window jump on you. And yeah. they'll jump on
0: you. Like, yeah. you no, know, we, we go at it a lot. I, one of the funniest experiences, or I guess I should say it wasn't funny, it was a great experience, uh, was covering the World Cup uh, for the Mexican national team in Russia in 2018. Sebi and I went for ESPN, and we covered it in English. So we were following around L3 covering analysis in English for ESPN, and I do side work in Spanish for the Portes, Uh, and it was one of the most rewarding things I've ever done. I got to experience a World Cup. As a fan, because you're an analyst, but you're getting the fan experience. You're around fans, you're you're around the teams, you're 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 in this outside looking in type of type of world where I didn't get to experience that when I played in the World Cup. I mean, when I played in the World Cup, it's like ask me what South Africa's like, I'll tell you what the Safari Park was like, and I'll tell you what the Hotel Lodge was like. Yeah, that's yeah. about it. That's about it. <laughs> yeah. I can't tell you anything else. Being there was so different, so crazy. And all my greatest stories revolve around Sebi losing his mind. (laughs) Sebi would lose his wallet three times a day. He would get in a fight with the Russian guys at least four times a day. They all look like... They all... They all mortal co- they're all like Mortal Kombat or MMA experts. Yeah. I'm telling you. They would easily beat up Sebi any day of the week. <laughs> and Sebi would pick fights with these guys. I because he would get so annoyed and these guys had like zero patience for Sebi and they would be at odds all the time. If I mean, me and seemed- Sebi
2: ever went drinking, it's a problem. Both of us ain't coming home. Oh my good
0: <laughs> you'd have him in a beer. The guy's a lightweight.
2: <laughs> but he's just I just meant we'd start problems with other people. <laughs> this is true. Like um, one of the questions that I have is, look, we talked a little bit about how uh, willingness uh, your willingness to just sort of speak your mind, as long as it's fair. Um, a lot has happened uh, since we last saw each other in particular, it seems as though a bit of a tide has turned when it comes to American soccer, which you played for the men's national team, but you also have a strong connection to Mexico. And yeah. it seems like some players have started to either choose Mexico or flirt with the idea of playing for Mexico more yeah. um, What do you think I, I kind of struggle Because part of the question I want to ask is what, where, where are we as America failing But I think the, the stronger question is probably What needs to change to get there So maybe from your viewpoint Why do you think that decision is a little bit easier Seemingly for people to make to, to, For the young players to make to choose Mexico and, and is that a tie that can stop Is that something that the US soccer can do To change that
0: yeah, I think you're referring to Jonathan Gonzalez, which was one of the the first players mm-hmm. that this happened to in in recent times. And then, Efrain, you know, Alvarez for for the Galaxy, mm-hmm. who's kind of been flirting uh, yeah. with U.S. and Mexico at a youth national team level. He's obviously got a very bright future. He's but super important. Yeah, he's going to mm-hmm. be a very good player. Mexico yeah. has him on his radar for a reason. We should, the United States should have him on your, on their radar for a reason. Uh, but it's representation. I mean, when you look at U.S. soccer across the board. Go into the website. Look at the board. When you look at you know the the chair, when you look at you know certain individuals at an electoral position, who looks like us? You know how many minorities are there? They talk about this diversity task force. You know who's on it? Uh, why is it that uh, you know I I've, I had a 17 year career, had a very off the beaten path type of trajectory trajectory. Didn't play youth national teams. Didn't go to college. But I still got to the U.S. Men's National Team. I played in Copa America. Played in a World Cup. Played in a Club World Cup. You know why is it I got to where I was? Can they benefit from maybe a little expertise? How is it that Jose Torres got to where he was? How is it that you know Michael Orozco? Uh, you know what, how could Demarcus Beasley help them get more kids from African American communities from urban communities? Why isn't the net cast? further enough for us to get these kids who are slipping through the cracks you know why is the sport so expensive in our country um they've never once picked up the phone they've never once talked to demarcus beasley or jose torres or michael Orozco or myself and be like hey what can we do to get more kids like you what do you think what are we not doing right the arrogance of it it, it is it's comical if you really think about it you know and and it still happens to this day. And that's, that's why these kids all of a sudden, um, their parents, when they have a decision to make of you know, helping their kids, guiding them of where they want to play, these kids are born in the States. They identify with the American school system. They identify with their friends. They speak Spanish and English at home. Uh, they identify to the multicultural. It's just as easy for them to play for Mexico as it is the United States. Yeah. What incentive do they have to play? And I'm not talking about make it easy, pay them. I'm not talking about give them the, the jersey, the opportunity, make it that much. You know, I'm talking about make it relatable to them. Uh, you know, understand what their parents—these these you know, immigrant parents coming to this country looking for a better life—these second and third generation kids understand what they're going through on the daily. Understand these the struggles, and we unfortunately do not do that.
1: Yeah, there is. A, a, we we had um, spoken to uh, Sebastian Salcedo who uh also Botho. represents yeah right yeah. yeah. now, and, yeah. and we we spoke to him and, and kind of had that conversation about that it, you know us you uh, same thing immigrant parents uh, yeah. uh and and there is a a uh, an appreciation that we have for the united states that includes th- that latino experience and it america j- doesn't just have to be what you know what what you know captain america and the Right. traditional sort of uh, you know things that we are given. Uh- but we also
2: spoke to Giuseppe Rossi, who kind of spoke to the same thing in a non-Latin sense. He was like, in my house, it was Italian soccer only. So yeah. he was like, it, what to me, he's like, everyone paints it as a decision between the U.S. and Italy. He's like, to no. me, there was no decision. If Italy <laughs> called you, that was your grandfather's dream, that was your father's dream, that was your mother's dream. It, it became my decision.
0: dream. It's a very intimate and personal decision. I, I mean, I can't tell you how many times i've run across and this is the funny thing with me i guess the I- identity i don't know if you guys were the same growing up but i heard oftentimes stop acting white oh you yeah, know? yeah because i didn't speak with an accent i'm like you know my you know the guy who was telling me you know never been to mexico had never been to latin america but he speaks with an accent because that's the way he heard it at home and he's telling me stop acting white and it's like why well what does this mean you know like we have this identity issue growing up and 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 when you're forced to pick it's like why do i have to choose this is who i am i'm mexican american you know yeah. you know my roots my mexican roots are just as important to me as wearing the us men's national team jersey or you know as represent having dignified representation like i will do everything in my power once that jersey is on to make sure it is represented in the best possible manner but I'm also going to, you know, drink some Coronas and then modelos and eat some yeah. tacos with my family and, yeah, yeah, and black dude. rancheras and whatnot. As like the same thing when, you know, Fourth of July, listen to Jay-Z or Kanye and get some hot dogs on the grill. Exactly. I have the luxury, the benefit and the privilege and honor of being multicultured. That's not yeah. a bad thing.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I, I used to be, these people used to tell me, stop acting white. And then if I was on the phone up until I was about 17 years old, they'd be like, oh, well, thank you, miss. I'm like, okay, wait, hold on. <laughs> yeah.
2: <That's
1: a> <laughs> yeah. Hey, wait, hold on. I think
2: I'm... <laughs> i What I happened? Maybe... Is I there something wrong with were... the phone? I mean, Sir, this were... is the fifth phone you've returned. I think it's... Christian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, to me, it's it's like if, you know, look, Cuban, obviously, it wasn't a, a soccer powerhouse. But growing up, the house I grew up in was like Little Havana. And if, right. if you know, if the Cuban baseball national team called and said, we want you to play here, and America said, we want you to play here, it would be a difficult decision. And my grandfather would be sitting there crying with the a <laughs> Cuban flag, being like, I guess you could decide whichever one you want. Bah, bah, bah. But, you know, like, I could understand how difficult that decision. But there, it does seem that maybe as early as maybe 10, 15 years ago, really, when you were sort of – Maybe even starting, it was an easy decision to pick America because it was like everyone, all hands on deck. U.S. Soccer, we're building up to this point, and Mexico seemed like it was all like kind of erratic uh, for the national team. But now it seems like it's becoming an easier decision to go the other way. So it's important, I think, like what you said, that representation will make a huge pull, and it's a little of a shame that they haven't reached out yet.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, I don't, I don't know if they'll ever do it. I think it's important to understand where you're failing on all levels Uh, this missing of the 2018 world cup uh, wasn't just one game you know if you say it's one game you're papering over the cracks you're papering over what's really important here what we haven't done as a footballing nation you look at other countries around the world the most prominent prominent footballing countries france belgium like a lot of immigrants on this team there's a lot of Mm -hmm. infusion of different nationalities coming together you know for for what is now the the i guess new world order every country uh is infused with immigrants it's what we are doesn't mean we can't have love for uh, our roots, our heritage, and, and have love for where we are today, and be grateful for what you know said country has given us. If anything, I think that's very important. But I come across kids all the time. I did it when I was playing, um, whatever team I was on in Mexico. They're called fuerzas básicas, which is like the reserve system, the academy. There'd be American kids littered across this team you know from the u20s to the u17s to the u15s u13s on and they would all write me they'd all come up to me after training they all wanted to know about my decision They all wanted to know you know how i did it uh what they can do if i could offer any type of guidance and it's always a personal choice because my easy call may not be your easy call and it's really that simple
1: yeah wow all right uh we'll be back with more hercules gomez right after this
0: everybody thanks so much for listening to the podcast
2: we want to bring in the word from one of our sponsors us you. that's right
1: you being gully squad thank <laughs> you you so- right now listening although you all of it, you've, yes you've uh, uh, you've contributed to this marketing campaign
2: that's right thank you so much and if you're listening and you're not in gully squad I'm not gonna say it's not thanks to you I think you already know that but you can this can be thanks to you all you gotta do is join gully squad it's mad simple you know it, what I mean because what yeah. happens is you join gully squad and guess what happens we show up at your house we say we don't care about the quarantine You know what I mean <laughs> We show up at your house And we say yo thank you And then that's it We leave It's very odd <laughs> Yeah
1: Yeah we, we break lockdown rules uh, j- That's how committed to you we are Alright uh-huh.
2: <laughs> you, where, where you live in Europe <laughs> Be there in a few hours my guy
1: <laughs> Okay Yo Boris Open up the borders <laughs> Yo
2: Latvia <laughs> Alright All right. I might have to use points But we gonna get there
1: <laughs> Okay we're I've uh, we're. Unbrexiting Right now
2: <laughs> I oh, yeah, we have decided
1: right. <laughs> We here What's good Is this Europe or
2: not <laughs> Yeah
1: <laughs> So yes uh, Join Gully Squad Obviously there's a lot of uh, Awesome Uh Perks and privileges. Obviously, we have a. a I like a, the hesitation
2: you put on perks, man. Even <laughs> I was like, "Oh, what do we got?"
1: <laughs> we can, you can uh, obviously the the, the the our Slack channel, uh, our birthday parties, it, dope Zoom Zoom hangouts. Uh, it, it has it has it all. So yeah,
2: and pins and and pop sockets and you know uh, cool stuff. It's just one of those things. Like, yo, you're supporting us. Uh, it doesn't matter the level. You're gonna get some dope perks. You're gonna get a chance at exclusive content. You're gonna get a chance to hang out chat with us and yo like the slack channel it's almost like just a big group chat there's like people sharing food to do on the road once we get back on the road people sharing pictures of the food they're cooking while they're on quarantine people sharing pictures of pizza and i'm roasting it we do other stuff than food don't we christian
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah a little bit i mean look there's uh, people sharing uh, uh, music that they enjoy it's its its own community of of soccer fans that uh, appreciate comedy and appreciate uh, other things in life that they can uh share with each other, uh, and it's really growing into something that's, that's organic, that is not really about Christian and Alexis, and it's beautiful to see. So I know, it, it's
2: bothering me. It should constantly <laughs> be about us,
1: but also they get a chance to,
2: to be a part of the show. When we have guests, we ask them what questions should we ask. When we say those are Gully Squad questions, yo, those are questions directly from that Slack channel from Gully Squad. So if you're a member of the Gully Squad and you're not in the Slack channel, get on that. What are you doing? It, there's exactly. not a lot of you. There's like a few of you that there's haven't. A, like,
1: there's a few. There, there's almost like, I think, maybe... Th- 30 or 40 people that are not in the Slack channel. It's that, what a
2: handful of people. Come on. <laughs> get in here.
1: Get in there. Uh, so, yeah. Again, go to soccercooligans.com, Click on the Join Gully Squad button and uh, and get on board, man, because you're missing out. Hell yeah. So- soccercooliganscom slash Gully Squad. Uh, uh, okay. Kirk, uh, we have to talk about uh the 2010 World Cup uh because it's uh, obviously it, it, it for for me as a fan one of the uh you know, just th- those defining uh, moments of like how I got into this sport. You right. were there. Uh, uh, what was, um, I, I, am not, I, I'm not even going to ask about anything specifically because I'm just like, what was the experience like in South Africa? I just like, I, I, uh, my memories of it are just hearing the Vuvuzela. I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't remember the commentary. <laughs> I that
0: constant buzzing in I think about it.
1: But, but yeah, a great, just a, a wonderful tournament and a very entertaining, obviously for the, for the U.S. men's national team.
0: Yeah, I guess for me, it's different right because I really wasn't supposed to be there you know I I had played zero minutes leading up to was that what was that World Cup um the World Cup qualifying campaign I wasn't invited to one camp didn't play one game didn't play one minute uh Charlie's Charlie Davies uh, had that unfortunate car accident and then there was like well we're gonna try forwards out right I literally had to win a goal scoring title in a different country to get invited (laughs) to the 30-man camp um (laughs) You know, I, I And getting to Pueblo is a story in itself. It, it should have never happened. And, and it's like, it did happen. I'm making terrible money. It's a six-month contract. Coach in the first day tells me, I didn't bring you here to play. I brought you here to train hard and make sure the guys feel a little pressure. So that's like, all right, all right. I, I, I <laughs> oh, guess wow. I'll collect my check. Yeah, <laughs> I guess I'll collect my check and then bounce after six months and see what I could do. If not... Look for a teacher's credential and call it a day, right? Yeah. Uh, that's what my buddies were doing. That's what my buddies' jobs were at the time, my peers. So it really was kind of all or nothing type of season. I do well, go to the World Cup out of nowhere, and it's like, Vegas kid, house money. This is all house money. Yeah, I'm yeah, not sure. supposed to be here. You know, I, I'm going to, to play against England, or so I thought, you know. Um, I'll tell you a quick little funny story about this. Uh, I am. Set to play against England. Bob calls my number. There's five minutes left before the game ends. They we're tied 1-1. Clint Dempsey goal. Kind of iffy goal. But it went in. Yeah. Give my boy a shout. It went in. Is that uh, the way that the keeper result. stops and it yes. just trickles past his hands? It trickles down. Yeah. Green yeah. is the goalkeeper. Yeah. We're picking up a great result. Bob's making a sub. And he's like, listen, uh, he's pretty much telling me uh, I need you to be diligent. Help us defend. And if you get a chance, you know, go forward. Try to do something. But t- Priority first. Let's pick yeah. up this point. No problem. Give the card to the fourth official, and before I know it, five minutes, four minutes, three minutes, two minutes. The ball doesn't go out of bounds. It's not going out of bounds. and <laughs> I'm sucks. freaking out. All I want to do is get on the field and say I played in a World Cup. That's all I want to do. Yeah. One minute, I played in a World <laughs> Cup. <whistles> going to go to the sub. Clint Dempsey's walking out and I'm telling Clint to slow roll it right we want to make time so I'm doing what a good teammate does I'm like slow roll it but inside yeah, yeah. I'm like hurry up hurry up yeah, yeah. he's about 10 feet, feet away from me and then I hear
1: oh, I don't get out man. of the field I'm like oh
0: man <laughs> Oh, Hanover Stevie Stevie uh, who who's a mayor of Hanover comes up to me and he's like oh man the same thing happened to me in my first World Cup, but yeah and I'm like well what happened and he goes nah don't worry about it I'm like Stevie what happened he goes I'll tell you I'll tell you later I'm like Stevie what the fuck tell me (laughs) he goes goes, All right. so the next day the guys who didn't train much or didn't play at all we had to train or who didn't play much didn't train at all we had to play excuse me train and uh, I ended up uh, tearing my meniscus and I was out of the tournament But Steve, <laughs> why would you say that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> why would you tell me? Any... Yeah. So fast forward to the next game. We're down 0-2. to two. We're down uh, two goals against Slovenia. Uh, I come on at halftime. We had a great comeback. Moe du scored a goal, which was legitimate. Should have counted. 2-2 become the first team in the World Cup not to lose a 2-0 deficit. And the first player to come up to me was Stevie. And he looks at me and he goes, I told you that wasn't going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks now.
1: Yeah. The, the, the 2010, uh, um, world world cup was the the game against ghana right and yeah. uh and it's always it,
0: Ghana, chris Come it's on. always ghana. Yeah.
1: <laughs> just inextricably linked uh but the 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 penalty call right this was i had just seen jimmy conrad talking about this uh and it, it just again it, it, it kicked the, that, that was memory
0: 2006 world cup oh yeah. no 2006 not 2010 but see again i get, always get yeah, i think uh, it was gooch i, I talked to gooch, gooch about that and it, yeah, it was yeah it's a soft penalty for sure we had a penalty that game uh, for us, that land and buried. buried, um, but it's one of those games, man, and it's always gonna. I remember I got on extra time and sometimes where you're, you're in a game, you'll hear athletes when they're talking about their moment or that zone where it's like frame by frame, they see things happening, right? I remember being in the game and we're down a goal and there's a cross and I remember seeing the play develop and I'm naked in the back at the back door I'm naked like there's nobody on me yeah and I'm, I could already visualize myself tapping it in and it's a goal it's my World Cup goal right and at the last minute minute in this frame you see a Ghanaian defender put out <laughs> and he gently touches the ball which changes his trajectory uh, and goes right by me and I just remember thinking like no, like I saw it so clearly. That was my moment in the sun, if you will. And it was over before I knew it.
2: <laughs> God, those moments will just – it's so funny because you try to explain it to someone because there's fans that are like, he's yeah. so trash, you couldn't hit a header. And you're like, no, you didn't see it change. <laughs> it's like oh the ball taking God. a weird bounce before you kick it. And you're like, ah, oh. you know, it you just sky you. The trajectory yeah. could
0: be so different. And it, it, it was one of those games too. It was, oh man. Like, I believe that was the game where Ricardo Clark started as well. And Bob ended up forcing a sub in the in – the he gave up a very uh, bad play that led to a goal. And Bob had to sub him. And you could see like the pain and anguish in Ricardo's eyes. And even Bob, like I remember how Bob looked. He felt so bad that he had to sub Ricardo because they've got like a special bond. He's known him since yeah. his Metro days, right? It was like – that was one of the best teams I've ever been on. Just collectively the, the amount of time we spent together. And I, listen, I – I came in not being part of that group, and I felt welcomed. You know, I yeah. thought it was going to be this weird kind of feeling. I played zero minutes, um, but I felt welcomed. It was just a funny team. You guys remember Marcus Hanneman? Of course, yeah. I yeah, remember yeah. the the send off banquet when we picked the twenty three to go to the World Cup, and I'm sitting there, you know, young guy, keep my head down, don't make too much noise, kind of don't feel part of the team yet, you know. Uh, And there's a little video running on screen of how they got there. And I'm like, all right, going to watch all the goals and plays of how this team got there. And I'm going to be in zero of them. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm kind of like, whatever. And Marcus Hanneman's in my table. And all of a sudden, Martin goes, what the, the fuck is that? And he's looking yeah. up, and he's like, "The guy with the Rastas." And then they go, "That's Kyle Beckerman." He's like, "Who's Kyle Beckerman?" <laughs> no
1: idea.
2: Hilarious. Twenty-one
1: years in the league now, too. Isn't that crazy, dude? Wow, he keeps taking. That's my guy. You, you have, uh, you know, going through your 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 career and looking at all the teams you played for. I like, I honestly, I this is the first time I went to your Wikipedia page just to just like confirm. By the way, uh, whoever
0: did my Wikipedia page absolutely hates me. Hates <laughs> me with like a passion. It's like people are like, "Damn, dude, you're." How are you relevant? Like, yeah, you have yeah. A job at I, I'm uh, looking at the the author says uh, Sebastian Sebi, Salazar. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say so we know what Sebby Salazar. Yeah, so we got, contributions we got by Max Brados. Oh <laughs> I wonder the Wikipedia pages that says I was born in Oxnard. I was like, ah, come on, man. Like I got love for my 805 Ventura, but I was born in LA. Like Eight, they just hate me. Yeah, exactly.
1: So I mean, look, just going through the some of the teams: the San Diego Gauchos, uh, Galaxy, obviously uh, uh, Colorado. Yeah, you alone, it's the Sounders, San Diego Soccer, Kansas City Wizards. Diego Pachuca, Osaka, shout
0: out, Every,
1: yeah, dude. Uh, uh, Estudiantes, uh, Teco, Santos Laguna, T- Tijuana, Tigres, Puebla, uh, TFC, and then and then uh, Sounders. So, but I had obviously, it right here. W- w- there, there it go. is. <laughs> Whenever we have, uh, um, uh, we hear so many, uh, you know, stories about Liga MX, and really, you know, uh, with teams contracting and and. and players not being paid and and there's a lot of like uh you know we're see like Jurgen Dem going to uh, going to Atlanta it's like a lot of we're seeing more uh, p- uh, players that would would play in League MX yeah would be like you know what I want I want a little bit more stability uh, going to to MLS but what was uh, your time there even off the pitch for you yeah. know uh, in Mexico. Uh,
0: I got a few stories. I got trash bags and money stories, and I've got I'll Make You an Offer You Can't Refuse stories. Which one do you want? Okay. <laughs> Let's go with that second one <laughs> because that seems like it's something I want to hear. Okay. <laughs> I've right, seen so, Godfather too. All right. right, right. So, <laughs> so uh, I have a pretty good season where I only started five games, and I ended up tying this scrub. He ended up tying me for the golden boot. His name's uh, Javier El Chicharito Hernández. Yeah, I, I don't think we ever heard from him again. To no, be no, the, guy's, the guy's a nobody today. Uh, he's a nobody. He tied me in the goal scoring. I only started five games, uh, played seven hundred minutes. I ended up winning the goal scoring title. So uh, the only difference is he gets sold. He gets sold to uh, Manchester United, and I got sold mm-hmm. to Pachuca. <laughs> That's another
2: story. So, Comparable? It, it, it depends who you ask. Yeah. It
0: depends who you ask. Um, It it was the little P to woe is me. Uh, So I'm in Los Angeles and I'm preparing. I'm training with Chivas USA because I know I'm going to be part of the 30-man camp um, to go to this World Cup. So it's like a tryout, a 30-man tryout, and Bob Bradley chooses who he wants to go to the World Cup. I know I'm going to be in part of that camp, so I'm training with Chivas USA. I'm in LA. I have a Mexican phone from my time in Mexico, fresh. I've been there for five months. It starts ringing. I answer. It's this unknown number. And the guy, he goes – Hola, eh, my name is José Antonio García. He's, you know, José Antonio García. And he's like, uh, I'm the owner of Atlas. or I'm sorry, Atlante. I don't know why I say Atlas. That would be Mm -hmm. terrible. Uh, Owner (laughs) of Atlante, which at that time was a team based in Cancun. Not a big team, but definitely a known team. One of these teams with with a a lot of history. And he goes, uh, I would like to invite you to dinner. Um, And I was like, I'm a free agent. Wouldn't hurt to see what's going on at dinner. Mr. Chow's in Beverly Hills, you know, 7 o'clock. Big money. Yeah. Okay. So I'm yeah. like, all right, get there. He's with his wife. They couldn't have been more pleasant. Uh, Would you like some wine? You know, waiter, got his own, some wine. I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> I don't drink. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I do drink now. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and pretty much after like 10, 15 minutes, he just goes, listen, here. And he slides over a manila envelope. And I'm like, huh? And I opened the manila envelope and I'm like, it's more money than I've ever seen in my life. Combine all my major league soccer seasons together. And it doesn't come up to this amount. And we're talking gross Major League Soccer to net Liga wow. Mekis. And I'm like, and he goes, sign it. And he goes, my dream is you and Johan Fano, which is a Peruvian guy who played in the Bundesliga for many years, up top together. And I was like, it took everything in me not to sign. I was like, I, I, I can't sign <laughs> this. I, I'm sorry. I can't sign this. And he goes, why not? I was like, uh, my agent, he's not here. I can't. Sign. He's like, get your agent, bring him down here now. <laughs> and I lied to him. I was like, oh, he's out of town. And in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, if atlanté no disrespect to atlanté if they're offering me this kind of money what are the bigger teams offering me you know what happens if i have a good world cup what happens if something ha- you know whatever it yeah. took everything in me not to accept that term um, and kind of think big picture, but it was. But you those, know, the like, waiter was like trying to sign that document himself. <laughs> he was like, "Fuck out of here, dude! <laughs> I got this." But his wife was like not phased. It was like par for the course for her. She was just like in her own world, doing her own thing. I'm like, this guy's like making me a proposal right now that I should not be refusing. And she's yeah. like, "Whatever." Yeah. Did you did end w- up getting more? Yes, I ended up. <laughs> okay. Wow, dude, good <laughs> for yeah. you. Okay, yeah, good. That, I'm so good. that that, uh, that year, 2010, I was fortunate enough that I. I uh, won the goal-scoring title, played in the World Cup, and played in the Club World Cup with Pachuca. Uh, it was my craziest year as a human on this earth that I could ever even begin to tell you. And it changed like my life like forever. I went from my first contract with Major League Soccer. I was making $860 a month gross to live in California. When I won the MVP. Gross is right. Yeah, exactly. When I won the MVP (laughs) with the LA Galaxy in 2005 of a team that won the double, I was was a senior developmental and I was making, I believe, $1,200 a month to live in Los Angeles. And I was our team MVP. So to get that, to start that type of way, it opened my eyes. It was like, wow, this is what it's all about. And then being your, I was my own agent in Mexico after that. It opens your eyes to a lot of things, some shady things like trash bags and money deals, you know, like uh, knowing exactly how they operate, like this whole... Behind the curtains, exposed world uh, that uh, is just coming to light today. You know, yeah.
2: There's all the rumors of the double contracts, right? Like, here's the one the yeah. government sees, but here's the one me and you see, Papa. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, I know, I know wow. exactly what it is. So let's let's say there's uh, ten dollars, right? Uh, this team wants to offer you a contract, Alexis, and they're gonna say, okay. Your overall value, we're going to pay you monthly, is going to be ten dollars. But we're going to register only twenty of those dollars with the federation because we only want to pay taxes on those twenty dollars. Mm. The other eighty will be, a, or the other eight dollars will be a civil contract, and we'll pay it through there. So we don't pay taxes on those eight dollars. Mm. Um, what ends up happening is oftentimes that when players get into this because it's illegal in FIFA, is if they have a pay dispute. Well, the club's only responsible for what the Federation says or has on file or it's registered, the $20. So now you lose your money. So there actually was a case. I won't reveal the coach's name um, or the club he played for in Mexico, but he was going through a divorce and he didn't want for his full amount to be registered. So alimony goes to his (laughs) ex-wife. So he goes, only say I make this. Give me a double contract. They said, no problem. The relationship, and this is a really famous story, relationship lasted like five weeks, and it was really sour, really bitter breakup between the coach and what was this club. He goes off and he tries suing him for the monies owed, like a full contract, like, yeah. no, I want my three years guaranteed, this and that. The club said, no problem, here you go, this is what you <laughs> made, this is <Yeah>. 20%. <laughs> oh. His wife is sitting on the coaching team. (laughs) You know, like,
2: (laughs) (laughs) dude. You should never
0: get yourself in that position. It's difficult because some of these players feel, you know, kind of forced or backdoored into these situations. Uh, It's, it's, it's some uh, shady stuff man okay uh, it's all right, So, it's, so we,
2: it's like very it's like exciting but you, i'm just happy mls doesn't do these things for the players sake yeah.
0: no, mls is like we're not gonna pay you but you yes. know we're not gonna
2: pay you <laughs> like but the government's gonna know we
1: don't pay you and on paper we're not gonna pay you so <laughs> <Yeah>. okay <laughs> so it's all in the up and up yeah. uh, right. uh so we have a, a couple questions from uh from, from gully squad some of our fans and uh so i wanted to get this one uh from valeria tapia she's uh a three uh supporter. she's awesome she asked if you could play for one team right now pre-covid conditions which one would it be in mexico oh okay
0: for for the mexican national team no no are you talking just in general just in general any team any club oh man that's a tough one it's between three teams because i enjoyed my time so much in seattle and in tigres and in santos like those were the three teams where i just like really enjoyed my time like the fan experience is different See, I don't think it is very similar in the way the fans treat you. Like, you can do no wrong. Oh, yeah. But till this day, I get recognized most from Santos fans. And they're very, very particular fans. Like, you better do right type of deal, you know? They're still the fans that most come up to me to this day. So any three of those would have to be my choice. It's impossible to pick one. Okay, wow. uh, And uh, this question from
1: Mike Thomas. I don't know if this is uh, a, a joke of a question or a real question, but he says, which MLS team uh, owns y- your rights at this moment? That's <laughs> that's do you a good, know? That's
0: a, that's a good one. You know what he's referring to? So when I, I get offered a, a, a really crappy contract by Kansas City, and Peter Vermi shout out, uh, we're good now, but he did me a favor. I had to go to Mexico because of this low ball offer. But they retained my rights, even though my contract, my, you know, ended with them. I had no yeah, relationship yeah. With, with MLS for Kansas City but they retained my rights for making this bona fide offer you yeah. know, for lowballing me. So that's what he's referencing there, the joke. Uh, I guess right now Technically, Seattle would own my rights and I'd have no issue with that. Okay, (laughs) we did it, baby.
1: Another episode in the books with the legendary Hercules Gomez. Thank you so much for joining us, man. We got to get you back on because, again, there's too many, too many stories, too many fun things uh, to talk about. Uh, But before before we sign off, is there anything you want to let people know, anything they should check out?
0: No, no, I'm a very humble guy, modest. I don't need you guys to check anything out. I just want to thank you guys for the opportunity of having me on here. Um, Yeah. Okay. Something came to mind. I don't know why, but Ahora
2: Nunca, what a wonderful show. (laughs) Oh, thanks. Yeah, when can people see that?
0: (laughs) They can see it. Every day, Monday through Friday, uh, on ESPN Deportes, 4.30 Pacific Time, 7.30 Eastern. And you can also check us out on YouTube. Our YouTube channel keeps on growing. Myself and Mauricio Pedrosa. We just had, you know who uh, Durinho Gilbert Burns is, UFC? Just interviewed him today. You guys can check that out hopefully soon.
1: Okay awesome. yeah make sure make sure to do that uh, so uh, Herc, thank you so uh, again for joining us. Uh, everybody, make sure you follow uh, Herc on social media, follow at Fubo sports, at soccer Cooligans on all social media platforms. Our also YouTube subscribe channel? to yeah. the YouTube channel uh, for Fubo sports for a full episode of the show. Uh, uh, so yes, we appreciate everybody for tuning in so let's end the show the way we normally do. So for Hercules Gomez, my name is Christian polanco I'm Alexis Guerreros, and together, what are we?
2: The Cooler, Cooler Games! Games! <laughs> <laughs>